Hello, everyone. Welcome to Peace of Authenticity Podcast. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Jordan. And we are the Andersons. In 2020, the Lord really challenged us on starting our own podcast. And so we invite you to join us on the journey of following Jesus every day. So let's grow together and learn together. Go. What's going on, everybody? Hey, I know you don't remember who we are, but uh, yeah. it's been so long. For those of you guys <laughs> that forgot that you subscribed to our channel, we're back. Us. We're back, and we're yeah. really excited. Yes. We, this has been the longest break, and I've mm-hmm. honestly really, really missed it. But, but I really think we needed it. We needed time to just you know seek the Lord more and uh, go on a two week trip and yeah. <laughs> just uh, collect all of the stuff that. Um, and learn all the things that we needed to to be able to do season three, and I'm so yeah. excited about it. Yeah, we're we're so excited because I I think that we we ultimately might have enough for this whole season to be about what all we learned in Israel. I think the next five years we'll have enough. <laughs> yeah, well, but I'm saying like just specifically for the pod, um, and in each session will be about a different maybe experience that we had in Israel and the things that we learned mm-hmm. all of it based about around the Bible it it was just two weeks 12 full days with two travel days yeah right but um, it was 12 full days of just complete immersion in God's word and Man. walking the text it was awesome it was it was so amazing we literally walked the text like yeah. it's the perfect title for what yeah. we experienced and we're so excited to get to like talk to you guys about Yeah, for those of you guys that don't know, or maybe you're tuning in, we actually, Brad's been on the podcast before. Yes. Brad Gray was on the podcast before. He actually led our experiences in Israel, and it was, it was life-changing. Yeah, it really and was. So we're going we're gonna to dive in. Season 3, Episode 1, Can right now. Can I also now. say one more thing? For people that are yeah. listening and not watching, also realize how tan we got. I just, want to, we, I just want to put that out there. Uh, yeah. My mom and sisters were literally laughing at how tan I was. They're like, it looks like a fake bake. It's it real, does. people. It's, it's real. From, it's the sun. <laughs> In Israel. In Israel. Israel. <laughs> it was real. But yeah, but now we're back. So anyways, I just needed to say that. Yeah. For, so we can yeah. move on. The people that are listening are like... They just oh, need to know. Like, I don't yeah. know. I just felt like that. <laughs> All the old school people. But welcome. And we're also going to be running pictures yes. as we as we go through these so if you are listening via podcast or like you know just audio if you want to see the pictures we're also going to post them over facebook and instagram too throughout the week so you know if it's easier to listen to a podcast still do that you'll still get the pictures if you follow us on instagram and facebook yeah and i'm i'm just going to put a little disclosure out there we're not professional photographers either but iphones do an incredible job for our recording our video on an iphone and yeah that's true that's true so today we're gonna we're gonna dive right in. Thank you guys for continuing to support us. I know it's been a while, but we're back at it. Yes. The Lord willing, we are going to release one new episode every week as we've done before, and we're gonna give you guys just a glimpse of of what we experienced in Israel. And so um, here we go today, starting out with the olive tree. Okay. So day one. Day one, the olive tree. Now, so, you know, you might be sitting here thinking, okay, yeah, olive tree. The Bible does talk a lot about an olive tree. Yeah. Right? But we, we, you really don't know the significance of the olive tree. I had no idea. I had no idea. 
I mean, I knew it was in the Bible, and, and I know that yeah. you use olive oil. And they were um, cool. For they those of you cool. guys that are in ministry or super charismatic churches, you put oil on everything. Yeah, or you Anointing cook with oil. it. Yeah, or you cook <laughs> with it, either way. Uh, and it's it's really healthy to cook with, so maybe a lot of you knew that too. But what one of the things that we learned, and I hope that you catch on as we move through this season of season three, I hope that you really catch the the idea that everything in scripture is there on purpose and for a purpose so if the bible is talking about an olive tree don't just bypass that information Mm -hmm. like okay an olive tree big deal no everything has purpose in there yes and and the new testament is always pointing back to things in the old testament to kind of connect the dots and bring everything into the full focus of jesus yeah there's really not like I guarantee you there's literally not a piece, a word in the Bible that you should overlook. Like, anyways, that was weird. Moving on. Look into that. Like, the Lord, he's so intentional. And it says the word of God. It's God-breathed. And so pay attention to every single thing. Like, I was telling you the other day, just real quick, like an example... First and second Samuel, I was just, and David went here, and then David went there, and then and I told Aubrey, I was like, one day I'm like, why does it always gotta tell me all these different names of places? Like, I so I looked up, I looked up what they meant in Hebrew, and it took it to a whole new level. The mm-hmm. Lord, He's so intentional about what is written in the scriptures. This is yeah. a notebook, but in the scriptures, yeah, <laughs> everything's in there. So okay, so here's here's the big thing that blew our minds. This was like one of the first couple of days that we were in Israel. And we, we're walking along this path in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Brad's leading us out in the boonies. We have no idea. where We're going across cattle guards and like gates and all that stuff, but there's no civilization anywhere. Mm-hmm. And we come up on this wild, like this, this it, group. It looked, it, it looked like just a whole lot of vegetation as yeah, far as that's I was what it concerned. Looked like. It just was overgrown vegetation. Yeah, because I was overlooking it because I was trying to look yeah. for ruins of... Of like old, you know, for, you know, old fortifications, old biblical fortifications, and also. So I'm looking for all that kind of stuff. And then Brad's like, "Hey, real quick, if you guys look right here to your left, I know I raised my right hand, but he's like, if you look right here to your left, that's a wild olive tree. These, this is a whole row of wild olive trees. And he said, this is exactly what Paul was talking about in Romans, whenever uh, he talked about how." Those of us that are Gentiles, which is probably all of us. I don't think we have any Jewish people that listen to our maybe podcast. Maybe we do. Not yet, but maybe maybe we maybe. do. I don't know. But either way, he says, this is what that's about. Look at look it up on your own time. So I'm like, okay. I just jotted down a note. Took well, a picture. He, yeah, he said a little bit more. But yeah. Yeah, they yeah that's, that's what I heard because I was, <laughs> was too busy looking for... That was the cliff notes. Yeah, that was, that was the Aubrey notes of, of what I heard. And I was like, okay. So I just wrote down um, Wild Olive Tree, Paul... Romans, I'll look at it later. So then we we get back and we actually start diving in on this information and it's like, oh my gosh. So what, what he was talking about originally comes from Romans chapter 11 and it starts in verse 17 and I'm going to read it for us so that way we can all be on the same page about what's going on. So how about while you're reading that, they get to see a picture of what the wild olive tree looks like. Okay, yeah, sure. We're going <laughs> gonna to float this up on the screen. But in verse 17, it starts like this. But if some of the branches were broken off, and you, although a wild olive shoot, which that could also mean tree, right, were grafted in among the others and now share in the nourishing root of the olive tree, do not be arrogant toward the branches. If you are, 
Remember, it is not you who support the root, but the root that supports you. Okay, so we've been we've been grafted in, and, and in this podcast, we're literally going to talk about what how that process goes, but we need to understand Paul is specifically calling us as Gentiles. We're talking about the book of Romans. It was written to the Gentiles. So he's saying we are wild olive trees. There's mm-hmm. two different kinds of olive trees in Israel. There's wild and then there's cultivated. And so what he's saying in this section right here is that Israel, the people of God, are the cultivated olive tree. Mm-hmm. And those of us that are Gentiles are the wild olive tree. And we've been grafted in because of God's mercy and grace. We've been grafted in. Okay, so... Um, Then you will say, branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. Verse 20, that is true. They were broken off because of their unbelief. But you stand fast through faith, so do not become proud, but fear. Okay, so this is basically Paul saying that for the the Jewish people that don't believe on Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. they are being broken off of of the cultivated olive tree to make room for those of us that are in Christ Jesus, that are Gentiles, we're going to be grafted in. And we're going to talk more about that in a second. But here we go. So it says, don't become proud that you're now in the family of God, basically, but have a holy fear of God. For if God did not spare the natural branches, his own people, neither will he spare you for being proud. So those of us that wrestle with pride every once in a while, Perk up your ears on that. Or like we always expect God to go (laughs) over and beyond for us. (laughs) Right. Don't become proud. Note then the kindness and the severity of God. Okay? Do some more studying on that. There's kindness, but there's also severity. Which will go with some other scripture we read a little later. (laughs) Yes, true. Severity for those... I just lost the place where I was. Okay, severity toward those who have fallen... But God's kindness to you provided you continue in his kindness. So God's kindness is extended to us as Mm -hmm. Gentiles for us to be grafted in, provided that we continue to walk in his kindness. Yeah. So if you're not walking in his kindness, you're basically not grafted in. That's what it says. (laughs) I know that may be hurt to hear. Let's just hold that silence. Yeah, let's hold that. Let's hold that for just a second. Okay. So, uh, Otherwise, you'll be cut off too. And even they, if they do not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in. For God has the power to graft them in again. Talking about the Jewish, our Jewish brothers and sisters that have been cut off. That missed Jesus. That missed it. They missed the mark. They didn't recognize Jesus for who he is. But Paul is saying that God is not only going (laughs) to wait and they're going to be grafted back in, but they're going to be grafted back in as original. Okay. So, uh, for God has the power to graft them in again. In verse 24, finally, for if you were cut off from what is, from what is by nature a wild olive tree and grafted contrary to nature. Remember that part, contrary to nature. Contrary to nature. That's huge to remember. Into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these, the natural branches, be grafted back into mm. their own olive tree? Oh man, that's good. Let's yeah, they I mean, we have to explain. Yes. Okay, more, but yeah. It's so good. <laughs> Once you have all the information, you might be at a pause like we are yeah. in that moment. Well, then but, here yeah. comes some more information. So here we go. 
Here we go. Um, the olive tree is obviously a huge, a huge commodity in Israel. I mean, it is used for, here's a few things. It's essential source of food, lamp oil, medicine, anointing oil, sacrificial oil, it wood used for the furniture, soap, just like so many things. Um, in, in this day, when Paul is talking about this, what it was used for, it's, it's still used widely in Israel, but those are some of the things that the olive tree is used for. And um, do you want to go a little bit into the, the, the grafting process that would have been normal every day to them? Then? Yeah, yeah. Because it is contrary to what Paul just said yeah. in Romans. So maybe for some of you guys that have a green thumb and maybe have been up in you know a whole bunch of plants and do stuff I try really hard to have one. And yeah, so maybe you already <laughs> kind of know what's going on here. But here, here is the normal process. Here's the normal process for what happens. Okay, so in, in order... Um, let's say you find a bunch of wild mm-hmm. olive trees that are big and they're just kind of sitting there. They got a, they got a root system. They have all For the stuff. dramatic effect, we will show the picture again. Yeah, we're going to show a wild picture again. Wild olive, olive trees. trees. <laughs> right? Okay, so here's the difference. A wild olive tree grows faster, mm-hmm. but it yields terrible fruit. It's, yeah. it, the, the olives that come off of a wild olive tree are not good. And that's they're, the thing. Like, fruits show up, yeah. but the olives are not good for taste absolutely (laughs) absolutely so so here's what you do you you take your cultivated olive tree and you cut off branches of that and you graft the good branches into the wild olive plant and so so then those healthy branches are connected to the root system and so then, then they begin to produce good fruit yeah. on what was originally a bad olive well, it tree. It even helps the shallow roots grow, go deeper, which yeah. gets more nutrient, yeah. which just, it's, it's really cool. So then you take, because what, what has to happen uh, otherwise, you have to take those seedlings, right? And you have to replant your own olive tree and start from scratch. So what a lot of them do is they take the wild olive trees and they just put those healthy cultivated branches on them so then the healthy branches produce the good fruit they would know exactly how to do this process like the grafting process for me when i first heard grafting i was like like skin grafting you know what i mean like we don't know in our culture i mean most people would know how to graft but then whenever paul was talking to the gentiles they they even knew what grafting was but if you if you could catch that like what Paul explained is the opposite of the normal grafting process. Yeah. So, yeah. So you have this and, and everybody in, in this culture would have known. This is exactly why when you're reading the Bible in yeah. context, it's important for you to understand the culture that this was written to. Because in, in our American culture, not a lot of people even know what grafting is they don't know what being grafted in even means. Yeah. They just know that they are. I've, I've been following Jesus for a while now. Yeah. And I've understood that I'm grafted in, which means I'm on the team. But I never really knew what all that, that meant with this symbolism that Paul's talking well, about here. So like, normally... Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say like a quick example. You know, if, if I'm talking to you and you know the gist, like if I'm like, well, you know the whole issue going on right now in the world. So with that, going into this, so I'm not explaining to you all the issues that are going on in the world because you already know because you're living in the world I'm living in. So a lot of the times in the Bible, like it'll say, you know, in the times of Caesar Augustus, we're just like... Okay, 
but they know they're like oh all this stuff is happening the, yeah you know the decrees and all these things that happen whenever he was in charge so just just be mindful of that we have to do so much studying like what you're talking yeah. about culturally to understand what they're saying and kind yeah. of be able to have our mind in that cultural place that they would be yeah. reading this in yeah so paul's writing with with basically that there's already an understanding to the readers that are going to be reading this letter that he wrote yeah. that that he doesn't even explain the grafting process because it's a given. <laughs> Everyone knows. So for those of us that don't know, it's our job to study and show ourselves approved and to really understand what that process is. Because Paul wants everyone to know, yes, you are Gentiles. You have been grafted in, but don't become bo like boastful in that because you're not God's chosen people. You've just been grafted in. And I don't know about you, but I've seen I've seen and experienced some things where you know Christians would be really boastful about, oh well, I'm you know God looks at me this way, or I'm you know I'm I'm chosen, I'm I'm a royal priest at a holy nation. These things all might be true, but it's only because you're grafted in. You're not in the original olive tree. And so when you understand the process, but here's here's what makes it even more powerful though. What makes it more powerful is you take a healthy plant. You cut the branches off and you graft it into the wild plant and it produces good fruit. What Paul is saying is that God defied the natural order of nature. things. He <laughs> defied nature, which he created. So can he really defy nature? I don't even know. Maybe. God created a new nature in, in the spirit <laughs> where he says that I'm going to take us mm -hmm. Gentiles of wild olive branches and I'm going to graft them into the healthy plant? That you would think, probably when you step back, you're like, but doesn't that probably mess up the cultivated trees? You know what I mean? Like you would think yeah. these things like, oh my gosh, wouldn't it do the opposite effect? But that, when you when you look into what God does and even how Jesus came into the picture and was just saying like all these different things, they were mind-blowing like, oh, are you allowed to say that? Is that even possible? You know, yeah. all these different things. And so I just love that because it's like, even even Paul, like he's taken the footsteps of Jesus by like shock factor. Like you may think it goes this way, but actually God says it goes this way. What? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so that that even for, for those of us that, that walk through the gospels, right? Jesus was constantly telling people to do things contrary to the way that their minds think, mm -hmm. which is exactly why when those of us that are followers of Jesus, we, we get dead set in a mind. Like sometimes we don't wait on the Lord to tell us what to do. And we just figure, oh, this is the route. This is common sense. We're supposed to do it this way. Yeah. But Paul is saying through the power of the Holy Spirit right now that even though it's common sense, to take a healthy plant, yeah. cut the branches off, put it on a on a on a wild plant, and it grows good fruit. Paul's saying the opposite, and he's saying that God not only is doing it opposite, but he's doing it opposite on purpose. And it still grows good, good and fruit. And it still <laughs> grows good fruit. Because God's the one that produces the fruit. And it, it, that, that connection there even reminds me of, of John 15, where it says, mm -hmm. Jesus says, I'm the vine and you are the branches, and my father is the gardener. That we're not producing anything we're we're just and yet again we're being compared to branches yeah except you know this time jesus when he's saying it he doesn't call us wild branches he just says that we pretty we're wild yeah so but here but that's that's the thing though god is taking things in our minds 
Which is why when the Bible says that there's a way which seems right to a man yes. but leads to destruction, mm-hmm. just because you think that you might know the right way of how things are supposed to go, you don't know anything because God will flip the script mm-hmm. on the natural order of things. And every farmer, every olive grower, every olive harvester in this old world right here would have been like, Shut up, Paul. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You don't take an unhealthy plant and put it into a healthy one. Mm-hmm. You and, just and don't do that. Well, what's crazy about this is that wasn't that wasn't the only state of awe and maybe even like, what the heck? Because there's even a deeper level of the like relationship between the Jews and the Gentiles in this situation. So mm-hmm. the Jews have always been God's chosen people. I mean, the Israelites ever since, I mean, Abraham, <laughs> they've been God's chosen people. And so there are the Jews who are God's chosen people, and then there are the Gentiles, slash pagans, slash who even knows what. They're yeah. crazy. Okay. All of us, Heinz 57. People. There was not like, you wouldn't necessarily hear a Jew be like, oh my gosh, my next door neighbor's a Gentile, and they are amazing. Like, no, they stayed away from each other. They lived in different communities. Um, even whenever the, the uh, Jews had to go to Jerusalem, they would kind of veer a little to the side so they didn't have to go through Samaria. Gentile places. <laughs> yeah. And it, so another state of, oh my gosh, what did Paul just say is, so you're saying we're one tree? You're saying that yeah. together under the umbrella of Jesus Christ and, and you know, comes this peace and this good fruit. Are you kidding me? Like it's been, yeah. you know, and it's just growing pains of what the family of God now looks like and the king, what the kingdom of God now looks like. And it's a beautiful picture of how if we deny ourselves, you know, and even what we think our traditions need to be and focus on God and what he's saying, mm-hmm. it will challenge you and it will make you question and it might even make you angry. You know, yeah. because we, we are made of flesh and we have feelings and emotions and well and it and that part makes me think of this is this is how the Lord brought his promise to Abraham into fruition that I will make your descendants yes. as many as the stars in the sky and the sand on the shore. Right? This was it. This was the plan. But because the the Hebrews at this time did not want to be grafted in on a same plan well i don't say all of them but the majority who who um, they had issues they had issues with, with the situation they were like no we're, we're set apart we're we're of abraham you know yeah. everybody else is nasty god doesn't love anybody else but us but this is this is the continuation that paul's trying to say this is what this was the plan from the beginning when god said to abraham i will do this this was it this, this yeah. was the plan and so paul is flipping the script on these guys and, they, and they're just going man but I, I I picture that Jordan and I'm I'm sitting here going think about when Jesus sat down to teach and everybody was expecting Jesus to come in and and free them from Rome yeah you know but then Jesus says I'm telling you to love your enemy mm-hmm. and they're you like and, and they're like wait hold you've on you've come to kill our enemy right? yeah it's like you're you're <laughs> supposed to be here you're the Messiah you're gonna free us from Rome what do you mean love them. And if you really study history, you know how brutal the Romans were. Mm-hmm. You know uh, how heavily taxed the Hebrews were. So, what did so they you, say? Like fifty percent, almost. Like sixty percent, yeah, I think, is, is at one time, and or something. Like, I'm stupid high. And and you're sitting here talking about. So that's why they hated tax collectors so much. That's why they hated Romans so much. Mm-hmm. And so when Jesus is basically telling them, "I want you to love those people that are oppressing you." It was kind of like, 
that goes against the natural order of things. But if we read scripture long enough and you dive in long enough, you notice that there's a track record of God constantly doing things that go against our natural way yeah. of thinking and to produce his will. And even like you just see this all throughout the Bible, but I mm. want to go back to the first time that you hear about an olive tree. Oh, yeah. Or should I say an olive branch? So if you're in a video, you just saw my face. I'm very excited about what's about to go down. <laughs> Let so, me anyways, to you. an olive branch. So, when this happened, it was uh, Genesis 8, Eight. Yep. with Noah. Okay, so yep. I mean, the whole earth has flooded, um, devastation chaos, all these different things, right? So this is after the flood and the waters are receding. And so um, Noah is trying to find out if there's any land available for them to get mm. off the boat. It's been 150 days that they would have been on the boat. And so first he lets out a raven. And I, I don't, I, does the raven ever come back? Because I know he doesn't. I don't know how many times he sent off the raven. I can't remember. No, but either way, it started with the raven. And the raven ended up leaving. Like, the raven didn't come back hmm. eventually. So then he sends a dove. And the dove comes back the first time. But then he sends the dove again after seven days. And the dove comes back with an olive branch. And so um, what the, this, like, signifies is the reconciliation and the peace between God and humankind after yeah. this devastation flood, right? So, I mean, you an example is the Nobel Peace Prize. It'll It's with an olive branch. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just so many things that you can see, like in Israel, everywhere, anything that has to do with shalom and peace, you'll see a dove holding an olive branch. And even the statement, extend the olive branch. Yeah. Like, hey, I might have a problem with you, but I'm going to extend the olive branch and, and we're going to, yeah. you know, um, come to terms together, you know, and just love each other. So I just thought that was such a beautiful picture of what Paul even says. Maybe he was even thinking about the dove with the olive branch. I don't know. But I think that's amazing that he is calling the Jews and the Gentiles to extend the olive branch and to become one under Jesus Christ and to love each other and just have that peace and have that shalom, which is to be whole, to be one. Yeah. And it's just such a beautiful picture. I thought yeah. that was like, whew, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that, I think that it goes back to what we were saying a second ago. Everything in scripture is meant to connect you it's to something else. It's intentional, yeah. Uh, I think it's, uh, what was it? Psalms, Psalms 52. Oh yeah, I got it. Psalms 52 yeah. verse eight actually talks about how the olive tree, I believe, is a symbol of what a righteous person looks like. Yeah. Do you want me to read it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So Psalms 52, 8. But I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. Isn't that crazy that mm. it says you're flourishing in the only way? The only thing it explains that has to do with the flourishing is them trusting in God's unfailing love. Yeah. It's not, I did everything right. <laughs> or I've done all the to-dos. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Wow. Like uh, it's it's amazing because so so the psalmist is basically telling us I'm I'm like an olive tree that is flourishing in mm -hmm. the house of the Lord. And so the, the, this this symbolic image of the olive tree is sprinkled all throughout scripture. But what what we believe and what a lot of research that we found is that Paul was using Romans 11, which of course at that time it was just the Romans, Romans just letter. Just a letter to the Romans. It, there was no chapters and verses, but he, what he was saying in our now Romans chapter 11 actually goes back to Jeremiah, um, Jeremiah 11. Mm -hmm. uh, so the 11, 11, 
pretty oh, cool. Wow. But yeah, so Jordan's gonna read this, and so then we're gonna just tie all this together, and then yes, yeah. Okay, this is Jeremiah eleven sixteen through seventeen. The Lord called you a thriving olive tree with fruit beautiful in form, but with the roar of a mighty storm, He will set it on fire, and its branches will be broken. The Lord Almighty who planted you has decreed disaster for you because the people of both Israel and Judah have done evil and aroused my anger by burning incense to Baal. Mm. So it started out really cool. <laughs> and it's like Jeremiah. The, <laughs> he rules you in. The He's like flourishing. It's like, yeah, a flourishing <laughs> olive tree. I like this imagery. It's really pretty. And then he's like, the Lord's going to throw fire, rain, fire down on you. And it sounds really like the sons of thunder to me. It's like, uh, it's funny. But, but basically, Jeremiah is painting this picture of God created his children to be like an olive tree. And it was supposed to be beautiful. It was supposed to be flourishing. And, and all of it was trusting on him. Trusting that God had the root system. But because they did evil mm-hmm. in the eyes of the Lord, right? He, he cut them off. Branches were broken. and I mean, Jeremiah says it right there. Paul is saying the same thing in mm-hmm. Romans 11. He's saying that you are God's people, yes, like an olive tree. But because you have not accepted and you don't believe on Jesus, his son, whom he sent to save the world, to graft us in, thank mm-hmm. God, yeah. as Gentiles. But because of this, he's saying that branches are going to be broken yet again. But this time... Instead of just saying branches are going to be broken, he says that branches are going to be broken, but God's going to graft in some new ones. Well, and even the branches that were broken off, if they do end up believing, will be grafted right back in. Right back in. That's just... It's, it's, It's the very picture and the very representation of what unmerited grace Mm -hmm. and unmerited mercy looks like. Mm -hmm. But it was God's plan all along. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that a lot of times we have to be careful as um, Christians because we look down on Jewish people, right? Or we say, man, I can't believe y'all didn't know. Uh, I can't believe they didn't believe in Jesus. Jesus? How did you miss Jesus? Like it was so obvious. Or or I've even even heard people like talking about, oh, Jews were the ones that killed Jesus. Dude, no. Everyone needs to stop saying that because Jesus gave of himself. um, Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sorry. So yeah, let's not (laughs) like, I'm I'm just, I don't want to say it because we, we put this complex on ourselves like, oh, because we're followers of Christ that we're better than, this is exactly what Paul's talking about. That's not pride. He was don't grow, don't be, don't be prideful. Don't boast in the fact that you've been grafted in, but keep a holy fear Mm -hmm. because here's the thing. God, in, in, in an appointed time, they can be grafted right back into the same spot that they were, and we're all going to have to live in unity together. Dang, I just thought about something I have to say. Go ahead. Um, so it was one of the days we were there. I don't remember which one. I think it was the first day we were in Jerusalem. But Brad has a friend that's a rabbi, a really good friend. And yeah. um, I know you'll probably remember this. And he, he said, just one day, my friend and I were talking, and he's a rabbi. He's Jewish. So he doesn't, you know, he's not he's a not Christian. Messianic. He doesn't believe Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Well, he does believe Jesus existed, obviously, but not that he was a true son of God. And, and so Brad was like, just one day, I just really, I asked him, I was like, why? Like, what are, what are your reasons for not believing, you know, that Jesus was God's, is God's son? And um, he, the rabbi looked at him and said, it's his followers, there's 
you, when you look back in the in the history and you even look today at how some Christians, I'll, I'll put my, you know, my hand parentheses up because, hand quotes, because it they, they don't have that kindness that Paul was talking about. They don't have that love, but there's that pride. There's all these different things that rise up and people get hurt. J- Jewish people get hurt. People, you know, lost people get hurt by here's the quotes again, Christians, because they are not filled with the love of God. They're not filled with the kindness of God and they're just not showing who Jesus is. They're not being they're representative of who Jesus is. Yeah, yes. and that just broke my heart because um, you just think about the history, even the Crusades back yeah. you know, hundreds of years ago, but they even killed Jews. They didn't care. They're like, this is our land. Who said that? Do you yeah. read the Bible? What yeah. did Paul just say to the Gentiles? Like, I don't know. It just it made me cry because yeah, just and like, I think wow. he, he was also talking about the Holocaust and how the yes. churches, the Christians, didn't step up in Germany. Literally set back as the as the Nazi Party did whatever they wanted to to God's people and Christians just forget they they have a momentary lapse that these are the people that we are grafted into. Like so we've we've tried to set ourselves apart when Paul said from the beginning, be thankful, you because of what Christ did, you've been grafted into this. Because those branches broke off, you're grafted in, but they can come back. Yeah. The Lord always has open arms for whenever they come back. It's just oh my gosh. I I I, I really believe that the key to us every single day living the way that Jesus wants us to live is having a life of full of gratitude for who God is, for what God has done for us, and just being so in awe and so thankful that we were grafted in. Yeah. And I think we just take it, a lot of us just take it for granted and we're like, dang God, why are you gonna make my life hard today? Yeah. You know, and just yeah. I think that it's it's important, you know, to to understand right there, like what Paul was saying, that as we have received the kindness of the Lord. We are supposed to show the kindness of the Lord. And when we when we talk about sometimes the biggest hindrances of people getting to know Jesus are the followers of Jesus. Well, the people that say yeah. that they are followers of Jesus. You you don't you don't get to pe- you don't get to treat people like trash and then sit there and say, Oh, I oh Jesus Jesus loves me. I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm I'm doing all this stuff. You, you don't get to do that. The, the Bible says that if you do anything that causes your brother to stumble, that you you will be held accountable for that. Not that any one of us are perfect. I'm not saying that any one of us are perfect. But if you're purposefully setting out, your actions could be deterring somebody from Jesus. But the main thing that we wanted to address in this first episode of the podcast is coming to the understanding of how and what it looks like for us to be grafted in as Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And the thankfulness as we have received kindness that we begin to show the kindness of the Lord and be thankful for that grafting process. But now you have an illustration, you have an imagery, and, and you know we, we threw up some photos, we're gonna throw up some photos on social media and stuff like that so you can really get an idea. Mm-hmm. So when you look at an olive tree, you can really know and remember, I'm just thankful to be grafted in. And when you understand that you're only grafted in, you don't walk in religious pride. 
That's why whenever we were in Israel, there was a guy that made beautiful jewelry in their olive tree. So I got a ring and yeah, Jordan got a ring. I got this necklace. necklace. It's just a, it's just an olive tree in there. Yeah, and it's it's just it's a daily reminder now that I'm grafted in, and as long as I keep that at the forefront of my mind, I don't have to worry about becoming religiously prideful. I don't have to worry about thinking that I'm better than anybody. I'm just thankful for the kindness that Jesus showed me and I want to spread that kindness as much as I can. Amen. So you've been grafted in. <laughs> Be thankful today for that grafting process. But we hope that you guys enjoyed being with us today. Um, we're, we're excited to be back yes. in, in season three and, and we hope that you receive something from this uh, and, and hope that you receive something as we go on and maybe prayerfully if you've had a desire to go to Israel yourself I just pray that you, you take the time to go because it's it's yeah. life changing and I hope as you can tell um, we we are different people we, we'll go more into this but yeah. be, truly being in the land it almost exposes you i don't know how else to explain it <laughs> sure does it sure does but so we're just thankful yeah okay? <laughs> thank you guys again for joining us for season three episode one we'll see you next week right here same time same place we'll see you then see you later bye bye bye